So she she came right uh, for the second time overhead. I flushed the fal the, the the ducks, and when she was stooping, I heard like like the the, the stoop, and she uh, she took another Drake pintail. And after that, seconds after that, Moa came again and took another Drake pintail right after. Hey, how's it going, everyone? Welcome back for another episode of the Falconry Told podcast and also what is now our fifth installment of our international falconry series featuring some of Mexico's finest. And of course, we need to start by giving a shout out to some of the people who have helped make this podcast series possible, being the fine folks at Marshall Radio Telemetry, the makers of the most carefully engineered and reliable tracking systems available. For more information on their products, including the awesome GPS system, head to marshallradio.com. We'd also like to thank the North American Falconers Association and the Falconry Fund, whose small grants program helped make endeavors like this possible. Their small grants program helps stimulate innovative science, outreach, and scholarly activities for the North American falconry community, and also specifically supports raptor conservation, falconry traditions, and falconers themselves. For more information on the Falconry Fund, head to falconryfund.org. And for more information on the North American Falconers Association, head to www.n-a-f-a.com. And we also need to thank our friends at Pursuit Falconry and Conservation Magazine for their continued joint efforts and helping to promote the art of falconry across the world. If you need to get into some new good falconry content, articles, pictures, etc., I highly recommend you head to pursuitfalconry.co.uk and subscribe. All right, and with that, I'm going to go ahead and turn things back over to the second and final episode that was recorded in Aguas Calientes before heading back to Monterey. And Carlos had some really good stories to share and some other valuable insights as well. So with that, I'm going to go ahead and turn things over to the conversation with Carlos Cruz. Enjoy. Well, thanks, Carlos, for... uh, for doing this while you're uh, while you're here visiting and um thank you yeah i mean it's it was kind of cool seeing the the hunt today and you know seeing your bird fly along with the uh, martins yep. how long have uh how long have you had that particular bird uh five years now five years yeah yeah and did you get it as a passage or yeah it's a passage to... bird yeah. I, I trapped here in the west calientes okay. uh, five-year-old uh female it's called tata tata yeah. okay and so is is that um, the bird that you've had the the longest? No, I have another one. I have another bird, it, which is uh, Moa. It's a female also, trapped here in the Wascalentes Passage. Female, uh, it's a six year old bird. Six year old. Okay. Well, how long have you been uh, practicing falconry then? Well, I have my first uh, kestrel when I was like uh, ten year old or something like that. But I started properly in falconry uh, about fifteen years ago. And then went long wings uh, ten years ago, give or, or take. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, as far as um, you know, this particular bird that uh, that you've been flying there, that you flew today, uh, basically, like, what what was the um, the main thing that got you into long wings or attracted attracted you to want to fly falcons? Uh, the the first uh, the main thing to that I want to to achieve yeah no like what was the thing that got you initially interested in wanting to fly falcons versus other species of birds oh because uh, the quarry that I have uh, uh, on hand mm-hmm. I will say uh, here in Aguascalientes I 
I have uh, the right places to to practice longwing falconry and catch ducks mainly. Mm-hmm. So other things that I that I have access is uh, uh, to sandpipers, lots of ducks and and some uh, curlews. So that's the reason why I'm, I'm flying longwings and, and peregrines. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean it's that's um, a thing that I think is forgotten a lot, and I've kind of touched on this before, but you know with with other guests, and it's it's a common theme in falconry. It's not that you can't, but you really shouldn't fly. You know, species of birds that aren't suited to the quarry that you have yeah, on hand. Yeah, that, that's correct. Yeah, so yeah. so I have the falcon that I can uh, uh, fly properly to catch natural quarry and uh, develop uh, the natural way of the falcon, right? Like the, the natural behavior so mm-hmm. I can catch uh, natural prey, natural quarry in the natural uh, environment for the, for the, for the, for the falcon. Mm-hmm. And as far as the uh, the hunting spaces or the, the the land and stuff that you have available to you, I mean, do you fly a lot of the same spots that Martin yeah. does? Or? Yeah, I have my own ranch, uh, very very nearby the place we flew today. Uh, this uh, kind of difference, not that open. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of uh, mountains and, and stuff, but I have still my uh, I I still have my own uh, hawking grounds, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, that's about an hour drive from home so it's a place where i used to to fly my falcons okay and you have a you know i'm assuming you know decent amount of ponds and stuff on that then or yeah well few few ponds like uh not that that, that uh, many amount of ponds but uh, full of ducks mm-hmm. so and then and also the the good thing is the only falconer visiting that that ponds it's me so i i always have a a correct amount of, of prey that I can that I can uh, catch. Yeah, and I that's that's really great that you have that. You know, I, I wish that I had that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a it's a blessing. Yeah, I think uh, almost every falconer that yeah. doesn't have that wishes they yeah. had. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah, and I um, where I live isn't very suited. You know, it 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 can be done, but it'd be a lot harder, and then you would have to do um you know some different things to probably be successful but where i'm at you know we we have ducks and we have quarry that we could fly with a long wing but the types of terrain that we have really aren't very suitable for it okay i mean you could it could probably be done but it's you're not gonna have as as high of a chance of success and it's gonna take a lot more scouting and a lot more effort probably to you know to get that so i mean I'm, I'm to say that I'm a little jealous would be a kind of kind of an understatement, you know, yeah. with some of the um, with some of the spots that you guys have here. Yeah, the good thing about about here, central Mexico, I mean, in general, this area, is that uh, the agricultural lands and some cattle ranches uh, uh, brings the 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 proper opportunities to to fly long weeks because the 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 ponds that are made of uh, uh, like artificially for give water to the to the cattle we receive those uh, great amounts of of uh of ducks here another another waterfall coming from north and also uh here in mexico uh, the waterfall coming from north migrating they stay here over six months seven months a, a year so we have uh, this uh, more uh, time of uh, window of time to 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 get access to to those quarry yeah i was Mart, martin was saying that you guys can hunt these ducks for eight nine months and you know yeah. i mean or, about that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 
I mean, that's that's kind of unheard of, and you know, in other yeah, places. and good weather and all, and, and everything. Uh, 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 rain, rainy season here. It's uh, when the falcons are molting. Mm-hmm. So when they start flying and, and getting in shape, we we start to 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 uh, hunt ducks. Yeah. Well, that's great. I mean, I I didn't really get a chance to touch on this um, earlier with you guys, but when we were talking and stuff, I mean, is, is there much other quarry? Um, here besides ducks to hunt? I mean, if you wanted to, to fly something else, I mean, are there rabbits or much else that you can hunt around here? Or? Yeah, with a, with a, not with a long wing, but uh, I would say, with, uh, for example, a Harris hawk or, mm-hmm. or, or a ghost hawk or, or other uh, uh, booty or something like that, mm-hmm. you, can, you can catch rabbits, jackrabbits, uh, I don't know, squirrels, a lot of things. And, but uh, with a, for a falcon, you can catch uh, also sandpipers, curlews, killdeers, uh, other other waterfall um, what else uh, snipes mm-hmm. for example few amount of of snipes but they're still available mm-hmm. and uh, but mainly ducks because th- there's there's a huge difference on the numbers of ducks than other waterfall if uh, the numbers of the rabbits kind of been affected here as they have been in like Monterey and around there also not that the- much here not that much here but yeah we we we, we had some some cases. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I mean, that's something that's, you know, affected uh, a lot of people, you know, with their hunting spots and stuff in the U.S. Also, it's it seems like this has been a bad year for that for that virus. So yeah. I didn't know, if, you know, what other abundance of quarry there there was around here. You know. Oh, well, there, we, we have an abundant uh, base of prey mm-hmm. here, but yeah. uh, we, we didn't we didn't notice that uh, d- decline of of the of the amount of jackrabbits or rabbits uh, at least here in Aguascalientes or or the the song we we used to go fly our falcons now okay well as far as i mean you mentioned that how old was it you said you had that first kestrel when you're whenever you were a kid yeah it was like like 10 years old or ten, something 10 years old yeah okay so was there um something that that kind of spurred your interest or did you know about falconry at all before you discovered you know that that first bird no not it? at all that, some some suddenly one day my my older brother came with a kestrel to the house <laughs> he bought it on the on a market and uh only passed like two weeks and he was totally away from the falcon like no interest mm. and he said well, okay there's a falcon uh, I, I it's a gift to you mm. and i was amazed for the falcon and then i started to uh, tried to to get some books and uh, get into the internet that was starting by that time, so there was no uh, many information available for me. And then I met a guy who was living uh, like ten minutes away from home, from my parents' home, and then uh, he started to teach me because uh, my father used to go around to a to a park nearby the house, and that was a place where the falconers, local falconers. Uh, meet together every afternoon to fly Harris Hawk and everything. So one day my father came to them and asked for for some advice to his little kid, right? <laughs> and then uh, uh, one of them accepted and he was my, my, my mentor, my teacher in falconry, Enrique Jimenez, it's his name. And then uh, I started to fly more falcons and get more information and everything. And then I, I uh, started to... Uh, get more interest in wildlife in general than at the point that I studied biology. I I 
studied a lot and then I uh, the last year I just finished my PhD on on ecology so the interest about wildlife and, and, and wildlife conservation and falconry and everything came from from a, from a falcon when I was a kid hmm. uh, so that that's uh, also the the way that I'm I need to I want to uh, uh, grew, grew up my my little daughters teaching teaching them about the wildlife and the, import, the, the importance of wildlife conservation and and uh, ecology and knowing the species and, and the environment and everything right that's good well I mean if uh, so you have how many kids then three three all yeah right. all, all girls all girls Wow. Okay. <laughs> I don't know whether to apologize or feel sorry or congratulate you. You can, or... you can say congratulations. Okay. Con- congratulations. It's, it's good for me. <laughs> good. I, I just have one son and he's, okay. and he's already a teenager now. So, oh, okay. so, you know, it's kind of, uh, it's tough. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it is what it is, but, uh, <laughs> no, there's, I'm, I'm sure that's been interesting, you know, kind of juggling all that with your, with your other interests, yeah, yeah. especially, you know, pursuing a PhD. I know that's, I mean, it's a ton of work. Uh, yeah. 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 I just finished last year, actually my PhD on jaguar ecology. I studied jaguars in the, in the Yucatan Peninsula jungles for, for several years. And also my wife is a biologist. So we share that, uh, need to, to share our knowledge to our, to our little daughters and, uh, they need to, they, the importance to spread the conscience about wildlife and, and conservation and and the respect for for all the animals and that's that kind of things right so i mean to to work on that here in uh in mexico i mean how much i mean i don't know how much you know about the process you know in, in the united states but i mean what what all goes into you know pursuing that those higher levels of education here in, in mexico then well you need to have a for first a bachelor's degree as, as mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think I, I assume in many countries. Yeah. And then you have a uh, you have to have a, a a master's degree, and then you apply to a PhD. And if they accept you, you you need to pass a very tough test, uh, a test, and then an, a series of uh, an interviews with different with different professors, and then you have to apply to for uh, to receive a grant. And they, if they approve your project, you can you can start a PhD. And uh, by the by the half of the PhD, they they uh, apply another test to know if you are enough good to continue and finish your PhD. So if you pass that, you can continue. And <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a little bit hard, but uh, I think we have a. I mean, for Mexico, we have good standards of education at that level. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm completely ignorant to you know to how um, you know much different the uh, the education system is here compared to the United. I mean, it sounds uh, like it's very similar. It's uh, well, no, it's very it's very. Uh, for example, in, uh, in this case for biology, uh, I I I know that in the United States, first you have to to be a a, a med- medical doctor or something like that, or not. Um, for just like biology or yeah. What? Well, I mean, it's it's a uh, it's. It's the opposite, right? For for real medical doctor, you have to study biology f- first. Well, yeah, I mean, if I mean, basic like you know, anatomy and physiology and, and things okay. like that. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, like you know, uh, the doctorate to be a, a medical doctor versus the do- you know, a PhD type doctorate. I mean, it's two kind of different things. Okay. You know, okay. so so yeah, I mean, like if you were just going to get a general like biology degree in a certain field or whatever, you wouldn't have to 
go through all the things necessarily like a, like a doctor or somebody mm-hmm. else would in the medical field. But you know, there's, there's still like certain basic levels of education, like, you know, the bachelor's, the master's degree and things like that, that you yeah. still have to do. Here's the same. Yeah. 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 Okay. Here's the same. And it's difficult to get the, for a, so a, to get a scholarship or, a, or, or funds or, uh, you know, to, to develop a, 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 a good project of, of a PhD. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, it's difficult. So in, in all that uh, pursuing of, of higher level of education, I mean, did you ever consider doing anything specifically with, with Raptors then? I mean, since you're already you're kind of interested. Well, in... for my bachelor's degree, I did a research for my thesis about the uh, worldwide uh, patterns of distribution of, of, of Raptor species, mm-hmm. taking into account all the, the, the species in the world like uh, almost 600 species and uh, I made basically an, um, an analysis to the, to to determine the effectiveness of the natural protected areas worldwide so I studied uh, uh, from that base of, of uh, patterns of distribution the the effectiveness of the of the natural protected area system worldwide yeah that sounds like a lot of work <laughs> yeah, it took it took several years. I will share to you the the the, the research paper is published on uh, PNAS, PNAS, uh, so, uh, the National Academy of Sciences of the uh, American, the United States of America. So it's a it's a good it's a good uh, magazine, I think. Yeah. Okay. I mean, did you have to tra- do any traveling abroad or anything for that when you were doing that? No, as well, that, that was that was all the research. Okay. Uh, um, and you know uh, of all literature and everything like that wow i mean so as far as what what you do for a, an actual like job now i mean is there something is there a particular place that, that you work or do you like have some other type of position like education position somewhere right right now that you do like i, wor- I work for the national uh, university so there's an institute in the institute of ecology i work for uh, as an associate investigator so we continue to do research on jaguars, conservation of jaguars, and the design and in implementation of, of uh, conservation strategies like natural protected areas, uh, that kind of stuff. Gotcha. Conservation, basically, yeah. Conservation biology. So does that leave your schedule pretty flexible then to, to do yes. as, as much falconry as you want? Or? Yeah, not that uh, as, as, as much as I want. I, I still have a schedule. Uh, work to do reports and everything like that but uh, yeah I still have time to to practice my falconry especially during mornings when my kids are at school so I can go fly my falcons come back uh, be there by by noon I think and uh, then work for the rest of the evening and then share time with my family after that so it's it's cool so you can do a lot of your work from home yes but but this uh, at this point yes uh, before, uh, no, I, I had to, to to travel a lot to the Yucatan Peninsula, to Quintana Roo, to the jungle, and stay there uh, uh, for several weeks, a month, two months, on doing f- uh, my field work, mm-hmm. uh, collecting my data, so I can come uh, back home after after a weeks and analyze my data. Yeah. So when you were doing all that, I mean, did you already have kids whenever you? you were doing all that research at the, in the peninsula. Yeah. Or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you were kind of having to do two of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you being, 
Yeah, you know what it's yeah, like. Yeah, it was difficult. To, they had to be gone for months at a time. Yeah, yeah. for months, like for yeah. months. Yeah. I've had to do the same thing the last couple of years, so I, I understand it's it's tough. Yeah, yeah. For, fortunately, the 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 field work in the for the Jaguars uh, was in the mold season of the Falcons, <laughs> so that was good for me. It worked because yeah. I I can accomplish my my career and my work, and also I have time in the winter to 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 fly my Falcons and share time with with family. Yeah. So, I mean, it was already, so at least you didn't have the extra salt in the wound, so no. to speak, you know, by having no, this out on well. Falconry plus family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, worked, it worked well. Yeah, it was well, good. Well, very good. Very good. Well, yeah, no, I'm, I'm always interested to kind of talk to people that, I mean, I've got a few other friends that have, you know, um, you know positions in, either in research science. or teaching, yeah, in science, biology, and, and um, you know, that have done different uh, levels of research, you know, in theses, uh, through thesis papers and things like that. And, you know, I mean, getting just that, that different, um, little bit of insight from some of the stuff they found during that. I mean, what, what, what in particular did you find? Like whenever you were like, what was the, what the result that you found when you were doing that, that, um, you know, research on, you know, the distribution of Raptors and stuff, was there anything kind of interesting that you found when you were doing your research for that, that you thought was kind of noteworthy or like for the, for the Raptors? Yeah. yeah, yeah well, the Raptors. well, uh, we found that um, many of the raptor species are, are in danger, are not protected by natural protected areas. I mean, they're not under, under law protection. Mm. Uh, the high density of raptor species, I mean, like, like uh, many, many species in one point in one country are not protected by law, are not in, uh, uh, in a scene in a of, of, of protection by, by a natural protected area. Or are uh, not in in like uh, suitable habitats. Yeah, that's the main main conclusion. So um, also we analyze the cost, the economic cost to protect land that will be suitable habitat for raptors. So we analyze the socioeconomic cost. For example, change the land use for uh, from uh, uh, I mean I don't know agriculture or cattle, for example, to a conservation use of the land. So I, we analyzed that and we found that um, uh, it's going to be very, very, uh, how can I say, very uh, difficult to change that uh, land use for, for conservation. But also we can use, or, or Bear said, uh, raptors also use secondary habitats as suitable habitats. No? For example, like agriculture and, and cattle are also good spots to them for breathe and to migrate and 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 yeah that that's our findings. I'll share to you the the, the research. Cool. Yeah, I know, I'd be kind of need to check out. I mean, I'm I'm sure that's you probably saw some different things as far as you know some why some of these different species have also started living more in urban you know like city yeah. environments and things too because their their yeah, habitats yeah. being you know taken away and exactly. things like that too. But yes. Well, that's neat. No, I'm like I said, I'm, you know, I'm always interested to hear different perspectives on that, and yeah, I'm appreciate you sharing that. But, um, so kind of going back then to, you know, kind of your childhood, and I mean, you so you you had the kestrel, and you found out about the stuff, got interested, started, you know, kind of getting out with these different guys and stuff. Um. I mean, were there other different types of birds that species that, that you flew whenever you were a kid that you were interested yeah, after, in? Yeah, after the orchestral, I, I continued with Harris Hawks mm -hmm. for uh, for several years. 
I started actually hunting uh, with a female Harris hawk. I started in a park uh, hunting squirrels. Uh, <laughs> that was that was my first my first kill on falconry, <laughs> and then I continued with with the, that female Harris hawk uh, hunting jackrabbits and and rabbits and and that kind of that kind of quarry. And then I moved to the Aplomados falcon, and that that uh, just started to blow my mind. Like that's what, actually when I decided to study biology, because I started catching uh, little birds that I that I didn't recognize. I didn't <laughs> I didn't know what I was hunting. <laughs> so my father gave to me in a gave to me in a in a bird a, a field guide of of, of birds. So I started uh, studying what I was hunting with my Aplomado falcon, right? <laughs> so I was more and more uh, involved in the both worlds of uh, studying birds, but also practicing falconry with my Aplomado falcon. And I continued with the Aplos for several years, also like five years or, or so, catching different kind of quarry, little birds, larks, middle larks, uh, 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 how do you say sparrows mm -hmm. and that kind of things and then I moved to the long winds uh, about 10 years ago with a passage pretty, uh, a passage uh, a peregrine falcon a tundrous peregrine falcon mm -hmm. yeah well when you're hunting I'm just out of curiosity when you're hunting squirrels I mean here in the the part of Mexico where you grew up and around here, like what, what type of squirrels do you, do you have? I mean, do you have, um, squirrels that are comparable in size to like our gray and, and fox squirrels? Yeah, they're gray with a red tail. I don't know. I actually, it, it, it will be good to know the species. <laughs> the, it was a, it was a park in, in, in Mexico city. Actually, it was a big park with, when, where people used to go and ride their bicycles and run and there's a lake and kind of that there's a zoo. Uh, so. I grew up in Mexico City, a very crowded city. Mm -hmm. uh, so the only opportunity that I had by that time to practice falconry was in a park with my Harris Hawk, catching catching squirrels. And uh, very quick, I, I I moved to the to the Aplos, but uh, it was it was a good experience for for starting, you know, to how to manage a bird. Uh, I was I was like uh, I don't know, thirteen years old or something like that. And that Harris Hawk was 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 badass, uh, very aggressive, <laughs> very aggressive. And uh, when she started to to catch uh, squirrels, it 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 uh, went like uh, off, right? So yeah, just I, I I started to learn that the the, the hunting behavior uh, started start start to to chase off like uh, bad behaviors, aggression, something like that. So I started to learn, yeah. Well, now you've got me curious because, you know, now I'm, I'm going to have to look that up as soon as we get done talking and what, what species exactly that, that yeah. was. Cause you know, there's, there's a lot of guys that, that I know, um, good friends that I have that, that hunt just squirrels with either red tails or Harris hawks. And, mm -hmm. and that's their thing. Like that's their, you know, that's what they love to do. Yes. And I've, I try, I tried to get into that this season myself, but you know, the, the red tail that, that I initially trapped to, to use um, for falconry this season uh, ended up being, you know, one of those, you know, wonderful rare experiences. You, you trap a red tail that doesn't want squirrels for whatever reason. <laughs> so I, I ended up catching a rabbit with her and just going ahead and, and letting her go. And then mm -hmm. I have, have, I've had an older Harris that I've been trying to get going this season. I'm just finally 
got past, uh, you know, all of her little quirks and got her to finally start hunting with me and stuff. But yes. now, now that it's, now it's almost the end of our season, you know, at home. So it's like, okay. you know, <laughs> it's Where just, do you live? I live in Southern Indiana. I live in Evan, Indiana. Okay. Evans, Evansville, Indiana Okay, yep, okay. Is, is where I live. So, you know, our, uh, our squirrel season only goes to, um, I believe the end of February, uh, the neighboring state though, that I live close to in Kentucky goes, so I think the end of March, but regardless, you know, I'm already kind of running out of, out of time with that. But anyway, no, I mean, we pretty much primarily just have gray and, and fox squirrels though. And, uh, you know, the gray squirrels are obviously a lot, a lot smaller than the, than the bigger fox squirrels. But, but I was just curious, you know, cause I didn't know, um, you know, just the, the difference in size from yes. that or whatever. But so I, I'm really curious though, about your experience with, with the Apomato then, I mean, whenever you started getting into that, how long did it take you to, uh, you know, get your, get your Apomato hunting with you? And, uh, you know, I mean, did you, was that a relatively quick thing? I've, I've heard from the reason I asked is I've heard from, uh, you know, multiple people that sometimes Apomatos can take a, a season or two or, or even a few seasons to kind of mature and get their, their head in the game, you know, with hunting some. Yeah, so. well, maybe that happened with, with, with ES Apomatos. But here in Mexico, we have a, a, a good population of, of, of Apomatos. So mm-hmm. uh, it was a five, six uh, hour drive from home from Mexico City to the coast. Mm-hmm. So you can, you can easy trap a passage of Lomado. Yeah. And if you have uh, some experience with other raptors, uh, it can be it can be uh, relatively easy to 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 tame and train an aplomado falcon. Aplomado falcons, uh, especially, are very bad for the for the hoods. So and and, and a passage can be even worse. <laughs> so if you don't you don't have it like the you know the knowledge and the and the patience and, and the time and everything. Uh, it can be screwed up very easy, <laughs> but uh, you still have the opportunity to catch another one and release that. Sure. Right. But uh, yeah, it took me my my first aplomado. It took like like two two months and a half to catch my first my first uh, prey. That was a shrike. I remember <laughs> it was a shrike in in like uh, some some. Uh, it was a cornfield, but uh, in a forest edge. So it was cool. Yeah, it, it was. Not that difficult, but since I had previous experience with other raptors, but uh, it wasn't easy, that easy. Also, it yeah. was my first, my first falcon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a different mindset, but yeah, I mean that's something else I keep forgetting too, and you know, and, and that's that's another reason why I've been so you know excited to to do this uh, you know series down here is because it, it reminds me of the the subtle differences and even the, the availability of the type of birds too because you mentioned I mean yeah I mean pretty much the only apple mottos that we're going to be getting mostly are, are going to be either imprint or chamber raised birds from yeah. the breeding project I keep forgetting that they're you know native here <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 made here Mexican aplomados yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, the distribution of the the original distribution of the aplomado falcon uh, uh, I mean historically it came from up north uh, from Arizona Texas mm-hmm. uh, uh, New Mexico all the way down to northern Argentina mm-hmm. right but uh, we still have a good population of aplomado falcons in the in the east coast mm-hmm. uh, Veracruz uh, Tamaulipas, the coastal states, and there's a there's a good amount of of of, of aplomado falcons. Yeah, and that's the other thing I forget also is that you know for for a long time there they actually you know were you know kind of semi abundant in the states also, but then yeah. you know 
whatever, uh, whatever <laughs> changed, you know, kind of screwed that up, you know, but, um, but yeah, no, I mean, so were you primarily, you know, just hunting that, you know, off, off the fist, you know, with, with your Apomato? Or yeah, off the fist, but uh, also uh, uh, with the T-Perch. Oh, okay. Yeah, also with the T-Perch, like a Harris Hawk. Mm -hmm. and, so, well, and uh, some people hunt, uh, you know, kestrels from T yeah. little T-Perches too. Yeah, so. I, I, I learned from, from, from other falconers that uh, T-Perch gives you more opportunities to hunt uh, with an Apomato Falcon because... Uh, as the Harris Hawks, they always come back to the perch, and you, you you just have to continue walking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the Apomato was coming back to the the perch also. Yeah. When we, yeah. Huh. Did yeah. you have to do anything special to train it? Did you have to you know train it with tidbits or whatever to, no, to do nothing, that? Or just, no, just no naturally bait, no bait at the perch because they they start to go fly away and then come back just for a yeah tidbit. just just for the, so yeah. no yeah. you you have to show the falcon to that it increase the opportunity to 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 hunt from the perch gotcha not 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 for getting reward gotcha no that's that's interesting yeah well, learn yeah new, learn new little things every day <laughs> uh, that's that's yeah, cool that's, yeah. well that's uh, uh, the way that i fly that i flew my my, my Apple falcons I, I i'm sure that there are plenty of ways that that people use it right oh yeah yeah i mean that's yeah there's yeah. there's all kinds but of it works yeah. good for for passages i think you think okay mm -hmm. well neat well so as far as um you know just your your different experiences then and since settling on you know peregrines and you know i mean do you think that that's pretty much what you're going to continue to mainly just fly i think so you know? i think so it's comfortable for me it's good for me uh i i found my place in falconry i think like flying long wings there's a lot to learn there's a lot to learn uh, from fellow falconers and uh, i i still have few years of experience like 10 9 years flying falcons is not it's not a huge amount of experience i still need to continue and and, and improve myself and 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 uh, providing more opportunities to my Falcons to, to, to achieve what I want, right? Uh, to develop a different mental and health uh, uh, states of, of my Falcons so they can be uh, more successful. Mm -hmm. uh, so I can also achieve the, the things that I want for to see, to watch, to, to, to witness from my Falcons. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a constant work in progress. Yes. Yeah, I yeah. mean... There's, um, as, as we all know, that are involved in the sport. I mean, you can have birds that can, you know, make you think that you've got it all figured out. And then you can have, no. these, have, have these yeah. other birds that, you know, just make you think, you know, nothing. So. Yeah. There's also a thing that you can improve. I think in falconry, there's also, uh, a, a behavior that you can avoid or that you can, uh, uh, try to, to increase or there's always things that you can that you can get better uh, or with my dog which didn't work that good today <laughs> for example the work with the dog the, mm -hmm. the 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 communication with your falcon can always be better as far as some of your favorite experiences then with some of these different birds that you've flown is there a particular bird that sticks out in your mind that has been better than others that you've flown? Or is there a favorite that you've had? Yeah, Moa. Moa is uh, the older peregrine. Mm -hmm. I didn't I didn't bring him, bring her today. But yeah, that's uh, for most my better falcon. 
I still I still have her. Yeah. Well, what uh, so what what about her is has made her your? It's your kind favorite. of sick right now. Uh, she started to 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 fly like you know not that not that not that strong and everything, and uh, I took her to the vet, some analysis blood analysis and, and she has a, a liver damage, and I think what well, we think that that was because uh, uh, three or four months ago she catch a duck and a stick of a cactus uh, came into the eye and it was just full of blood like in a second so she can't see for for several weeks and i take uh, i took her to to a vet and uh, i think uh, the amount of, of medicine he applied it was too much mm. so she had some some liver damage i gotcha nowadays so uh, she's kind of calm in the in, in house in the garden like receiving medicine and uh, trying to recover for for the for the extra medicine she received for for that issue in the eye mm -hmm. yeah so is there a particular um aspect was it just like her endurance or her tenacity or like what what about um the, the way she always uh, tried to stay overhead mm -hmm. and the time that i can uh, walk with her over overhead and and a good height mm. for example with uh, when we uh, catch uh, when we hunt sandpipers we need to walk a lot because you you don't know in the grassland where where the sandpiper is so so you're you know uh, walking with your dog and uh, waiting for the moment to 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 the to the sandpiper to, to flush right mm -hmm. so that particular bird uh, always stays overhead very high and uh, always um, uh, respond to my signals very good very good and uh, she's very fast uh, the fastest uh, flight that I record to her it's like 242 kilometers per hour <laughs> which is very fast mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, spectacular spectacular flights she gave me yeah, yeah. and it's also uh, never chase that bird like something happens to falconers but never with that bird uh, very tame, uh, you know, that kind of things. Right. I mean, that's, yeah. And I, it's kind of funny that you mentioned that because, uh, you know, Martin mentioned that was one of his favorite traits about one of his birds too, is that, you know, is, is stays overhead and stays with oh, really? you just, that's just <laughs> the reliability, you know? And so, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of funny. You guys mentioned both the same trait about your, you know, your, the, the bird that you liked the most, you know, and that's, that's what it was, you know? Yeah. But, uh, so I mean, just, before we segue into the next thing, the whole sandpiper thing, like I, that's something that, you know, I've definitely never, I, I know nothing about. I mean, is that just something you just walk around until you find one and then it just flushes? Yeah. I mean, it's not... The thing about sandpipers here in Mexico and central, central Mexico in Aguascalientes is that we have them for a short period of time, just about a month. And uh, the challenging thing is that uh, they come to our lands in August. So falcons normally are not in shape by that time because they're finishing the molt. So it's kind of challenging because you need to, to, to get in shape the falcons very, very early in the season. And they're spectacular flights because uh, they're very fast birds and you know they, they do these movements to, to avoid the bird. And uh, it's always uh, exciting to have your, your falcon overhead 
go walking with your dog and everything and just suddenly the sandpipers flush of the of the of the grass making that particular noise like that <laughs> and then you just uh you can you can be walking and watching your falcon all the time mm. so you just you just take your binoculars see the sandpiper and then you just listen right <laughs> and uh sometimes they they fell off the to the to the ground before the right before the falcon uh, even touched him so the falcon uh lands mm -hmm. nearby the the sandpiper like looking for looking for for the sandpiper and then just the 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 fucking sandpiper goes the other way <laughs> and the falcon stays in the in the ground like what happened <laughs> and then uh another another flight starts mm. you know? so the falcon the falcon uh flies again and then you can you can spend an hour an hour and a half two hours uh you know walking and and looking for for an unexpected sandpiper to to flush and waiting for your falcon to stay in the proper in the correct position in a correct height you know it's very exciting mm -hmm. and we just we just have them as i as i said like a month in a between mid-august and mid-september and then the the ducks start to come to come down and so that's a that's a goal every 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 season mm. this particular season i catch nine sandpipers with that bird which is not a uh, uh you know a uh, amazing number but for me it was very good and it was very exciting well yeah i mean for a short amount of time that they're available to you as a quarry yes. though that's that's not that's uh, not bad. Month. Yeah, yeah it's very it, it was very yeah. good so it was a very uh very happy uh ending of the sandpiper season cool well and as far as um you know the different birds that you've flown i mean you just touched on that but i mean what what's your the, the favorite hunting memory that you have uh, with your bird, uh, with, with any of the birds that you've flown, is there a particular hunt, flight, anything that sticks out in your mind as being like, you well, know, like, you know, or at least a, a couple, a couple of, of, of hunting stories about a particular flight or something that stands out for you? Well, uh, I have a lot, but particularly one. Last season, I used to, I used to fly my bull falcons in a cast, right? And then, uh, um, well, the, the the biggest part of the of the times it was a mess because <laughs> one falcon catch the other like like uh, you know very, very high and then they come fighting and right to the floor and everything that to the ground and everything and but sometimes it worked very well so I learned that uh, I need to release one falcon first so they uh, she can she can start gaining gaining uh, height before the other that way the other can reach her so by that time uh, I released Tata I went well I uh, Tata flew and she was like uh, 600 meter high or something like that and then Moa was the second she was like uh, 500 meter or something like that so then I flushed the dogs Moa came kill a, a, a pintail a male pintail Drake Pintel, you you guys say, a Drake Pintel. <laughs> and then Tata came and started stooping and failed, right? And so all the dogs came uh, back to the pond. So when I was walking uh, to to reach Moa with the prey, I didn't see her. 
because there was some some uh, some trees, right? And when I was walking, I started to 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 notice that she was like screaming. I don't know what to say, like screaming like da da da, you know. Mm-hmm. So I noticed that the, uh, she was hanging from a head of a lynx, <laughs> and the lynx have the the duck. You know, uh-huh. and 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 Moa was was trying to 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 take the the, the dog out of the links, and uh, so I just started to run, and by that time Moa just just uh, released the the, the links and started to to fly again. I I took my phone, I started to film, and the links was just like that, like like you know sitting there with the duck, and he was like, "What are you gonna do?" Uh-huh. And then I, I started to to approach to the links and to 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 take the 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 dog in the in my in my best, and she was just the links like that. And when I when I uh, uh, recovered the 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 dog, I noticed that the transmitter was there on the floor. Like in the fight, the transmitter fell off the Falcon. Oh no! <laughs> and uh, and I was never gonna see my Falcon again. <laughs> so I took the the dog in the best and the. The the links just flew, they just go away, uh, but but Tata was still flying and taking position and taking a pitch, you know, so she she came right uh, the, for the second time overhead. I flushed the fal- the, the the ducks, and when she was stooping, I heard like like the 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 stoop, and she uh, she took another Drake pintail. And after that, seconds after that, Moa came again and took another Drake pintail right after. Wow. So she never she never went away. She never she, she wasn't scared about the links and the whole thing. She was also she was just uh, taking pitch again to another flight, right? Yeah, remounting. So, yeah, yeah, remounting mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. another flight. So I took uh, like in you know a flight of ten minutes, three three male pintails, which is ju- also a, a good prey for me because it's a beautiful duck. <laughs> we we consider the pintails as a trophy also, like the, with in dog hunting, and uh, with all this thing of of the links and everything, it was it was very very exciting to 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 have that that, that experience. That and also good. recover my falcon yeah. without a transmitter, and also uh, have the have the double catch in a cast. It was it was very good. Well, yeah, the story would kind of end up kind of sucking a little bit, right? If you didn't <laughs> if you didn't get your bird back. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the, I I was lucky. Yeah. No. Um, well, that's 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 incredible, though. That's. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I hope I make my, I hope I make myself understood good with the no, story. But yeah, yeah, no, it's, no, it's kind of it's kind of difficult to me to explain. No, you're doing you're that's 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 fine. I understood everything. No, it's that's great. That's Thank uh you. that's hilarious though that. <laughs> I'll show you some pictures. Yeah, yeah, I'll definitely, yeah, I definitely yeah, want to. I definitely want to check those out for mm-hmm. sure. But well, let's go ahead and end then with um, you know, I, as we said, one thing that I've been asking a lot more recently is, uh, what in your you know what you said fifteen years around you've been practicing falconry. Yeah. Said? So in the fifteen years that you've been practicing, and I mean, is there anything in particular that? you've learned or that you think is the most important that you would want other generations or other people to, to know about or pass on or like, what do you think is, is one of the most important things that you've, that you've learned in your, in your 15 years? Well, I think, uh, uh, besides falconry, you need to know about raptors in general. Like, like it's good to, to have some knowledge about in general, the biology of the raptor, because you're handling a, 
a wild falcon or or even if uh, it's a it's a tame it's a captive bred or something but it's good to know about the biology of the of the animal that is sharing to you with you uh, an important part of your life i volunteer a lot with the peregrine fund in my in my early career as a biologist i volunteer with them in in conservation projects about five years or something like that so I learned a lot about, uh, you know, not just falconry, but biology of falcons, ecology of falcons, behavior, and some some good things that um, not necessarily comes to falconry as a knowledge that you will use as a falconer. But but the thing that I want to 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 explain is that uh, it's good to it's good to develop your skills as a falconer, but also have some knowledge about the the general uh, you know natural history and biology of the, of the bird you're handling and 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 where where they come like evolutionary talking and uh, uh, know about the environment the, the their habitats their natural prey you know the subspecies the the things uh, where they come I I don't know it's, it's something like that it's a it's I, I will I will say that that uh, a little bit of reading of of, of biology. Of raptor biology, it's it's a it's a must for for every falconer. Oh, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I mean it's it's hard to properly you know take care and train something you don't really know, you know exactly, much about. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good to know more things uh, you know about the bird you're you're training. Yeah. Well, that makes perfect sense, and and thanks for sharing that, and for uh, for sharing everything else. Um, like I said, it's been, it's been great getting to know you a little bit, and you know, I mean, I've said this before on on the podcast, but I mean, some of my uh, favorite experiences doing this has been, you know, hitting record and actually talking to somebody really at, at length yeah. for the first time. Yeah. It keeps things kind of kind of fresh, and you know, I, it's it's been nice getting to, to know everybody and, and, uh, you know, including yourself and, uh, you know, thanks for giving me the time to, you know, thank you for, for listening to me. No, it's good. Well, like I said, we'll, uh, we'll go and have another beer, hang out for a little bit longer, but otherwise, like I said, thank you again and appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you.